And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Revelation chapter 20. This is John sharing with us yet another vision he received from the Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. He said, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. <laughs> and there was found no place for them. That's for heaven or for earth. Verse 12 reads, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Verse 13 reads, And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. Verse 14, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Verse 15, our last verse, And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Wow. You know, this portion of scripture really causes me to think a lot, slow down. <laughs> Very sobering portion of scripture tells you this is the end. I mean, there is an end. There is a master ruler who is coming on the scene. Amen. John saw him, and I thank God that he told us of this particular occasion before it happens so we can get our house in order. Amen. What I want to do tonight before I get into these scripture, I want to just briefly review um, verse 9 and 10. As you recall, uh, verse 9, we are right at the end of the thousand year period. And about to get into eternity. That's where we are in Revelation, in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 20, where, as you know, the thousand year period is over. And not only is the thousand year period over, the devil was loosed, and uh, somewhere, somehow, was able to influence those who live, as I said, in a, as I usually say, in a complete utop utopian environment. These people were blessed. In every possible way for the thousand year period. They were in a garden of Eden setting. No wars, no strife, death was rare. You remember we discussed it? Animals lived in harmony with men. The ferociousness of animals were taken from them. No food shortages. Can you imagine? No food shortages. <laughs> no high gas prices. Wow. Healthy lives. What a blessing. A complete utopian environment. And for some reason, they rebelled against Jesus Christ. And as you know, fire came down from heaven. God said, I had enough. I think that's in verse 9. Amen. God said, I had enough. And fire came down from heaven and devoured those who attempted, who had the audacity to fight against Jesus Christ. That's verse 9. And after verse 9 ended, verse 10 reads, and the devil. So after God dealt with the rebels, amen? The Bible says in verse 10, and the devil that deceived them, 
the devil who deceived them in fighting against Jesus Christ. He was now judged. How was he judged? He was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So up until this point, the devil had not been judged. Now, praise the Lord, he's been judged forever and ever. At this point, God finally deals with him, amen, and his followers forever. You know, at the end of chapter 19, we are told that the beast, who is the Antichrist and the false prophet, they were captured and they were placed into the lake of fire. The devil hadn't as yet. Don't forget he was in the bottomless pit for 1,000 years, was released. The Bible said, now God is sending him to join his friends. <laughs> Amen. He will join his companions, that's the beast and the false prophet, who will already be there. Amen. A thousand, um, a thousand years in the lake of fire and brimstone. And brothers and sisters, sometimes, as I said, we hear lake of fire and brimstone and we think, let me share with you. The Bible says that the hell was not created for anybody but for the devil and fallen demons. But because people chose to follow the devil, then most times you end up with your leader. <laughs> ends. Unfortunately, that's the case and it is sad you know, whenever I read the book of Revelation, it saddens me. Not only that, it gives me, uh, it, it serves as an impetus to witness, amen, to tell people of the love of God. How many of you know that people need the Lord? People need the Lord. And so I thank God for the end, Revelation, this book, because it motivates me to go out and share my faith with um, unbelievers. So we are told here, amen, they were cast into the lake of fire. And I, I, I don't want you to overlook the simplicity with which this act is done. And when I say act, I'm referring to the act of casting the devil into the lake of fire. I want you to see, brothers and sisters, there is no fight. <laughs> there is no fight. It's not like uh, similar. It's similar to when the angel, we said it was angel. Um, uh, it was uh, who we said it was, Michael, who came at the start of Revelation 20. You remember we said the angel came down with a chain, chained him and, uh, and arrested him and, and um, placed him in the bottomless pit. There was no fight. And my point is the devil is no match for God. He was just captured effortlessly. Amen. There was no fight. It happened just like that. And that's my point. Satan is no competition for God. Satan is not the opposite of God. He's not the opposite of God. Satan is God's creation. He's as powerful as you make him. Now I know some of the people may disagree, but brothers and sisters, we've got a name. Amen. We can use to arrest the devil, so to speak. Amen. We got a name we can use, glory be to Jesus, to intercept the devil's activity. The Bible tells us in John chapter uh, 4 verse 7, sanctify yourself. Amen. Separate yourself unto God. Then the Bible says you'll be able to resist the devil. Uh-huh. And what will he do? 
In, he flees every time. But don't forget the prerequisite is you and I, we have to sanctify ourselves. Set ourselves apart unto God. That's what sanctification means. It's not just separating yourself. It is separating yourself unto God so the power of God can flow through you. Amen. To intercept the acts of the devil. Praise the Lord. Tell somebody we've got help. Yeah, we do have help. Amen. The devil doesn't go to the, uh, uh, he doesn't, he, he will not even go to the great white throne. He goes straight to the lake of fire. As far as God is concerned, the devil has been judged. Amen. How long the Bible say has he, will he be tormented? He shall be tormented day and night forever and, wow, what a blessing. <laughs> Now that part of scripture causes me to smile. Amen. Because this is a bad devil, a wicked devil, who's, who was able to deceive the nations and bring a lot of people to hell with him. Now his days are over. There is always a day over for evil. Let me say that again. That's one of the points we have to learn tonight. There is always a day, amen, a day designed for evil to be brought under. And brothers, you can see in the future, that is going to happen to the devil. That is why he's so busy. The devil, the Bible says he's like a, he is like, he's not a warring lion. He's like a roaring lion seeking whom what? He may devour. He's like a warring lion. He's just running back and forth looking for those who are gullible. Amen. Oh, Father, we thank you. So he'll be tormented day and night forever and ever, according to verse 10. Amen. In where? In the lake of fire and brimstone. Since, unfortunately, eventually, all mankind who die without Christ will go to this final place of torment. The lake of fire and brimstone is not hell. It is not Hades. The lake of fire and brimstone is not the abyss. All of the fallen demons who are in the abyss currently. And everyone who's in hell currently. People like Adolf Hitler. Who murdered a million Jews in the gas chamber. People like Voltaire, the French philosopher. Who said after a thousand years the Bible will be extinct. After a thousand years. Voltaire how? Sorry. After. Sorry. Not a thousand. A hundred. A thousand year millennial reign is still circling in my mind. Voltaire, the French philosopher, had the audacity to say, after, his after he dies, a hundred years after he dies, the Bible will be extinct. Guess what? A hundred years after Voltaire died, his house was used as a printing press to print Bibles. Guess who the joke is on? You just cannot fight God. You make a fool of yourself and that's what we see the devil doing here. He's making a fool of himself and people are following him. People are cooperating with the devil. That is why it's important to sanctify yourself unto God. Brothers and sisters, you hear me? That is why it's important for us to sanctify. James 4, 7. Sanctify yourself unto God. Then you'll have the power to resist the devil. 
I've heard many Christian brothers and sisters who said to me, Pastor, I don't feel like I, I have the power. For some reason, I, it's not that you don't feel. You, you haven't sanctified yourself. When you sanctify yourself unto God, you feel power flowing through you. Some things you will just not allow. You will not allow the devil to run you over. You will get spiritually indignant. You will feel it. God will get... I, Suffice it to say. Can I use that word? God will get angry in you. You'll say something. You'll feel God telling you, not here, not now. Enough is enough. Well, maybe not. The amen wasn't that great. Amen. Maybe not. <laughs> Hallelujah. But, but are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. It's a futile effort to come against God. And we still have people doing that today. Let me go further. It's a futile effort to come against God's people. Yes, because we've got a God who can fight for us. Oh, God, we give you praise. Amen. So unfortunately, everybody who died out of Christ will end up in the lake of fire and brimstone. Saints, this is sad. Whenever I say it, there is no joy, there is no happiness coming from me. It's, it's just sad. Mm -hmm. Amen? In the end, every person who dies without Jesus Christ will enter this last region of torment. And that is why you and I must always be ready to give an account for the hope. First Peter 3.15 for the hope that lies in us. Do you have hope in you? I'm talking about the hope of salvation. I'm talking about Jesus Christ who is our hope. Jeremiah 17, 7 says, Blessed is the human being whose trust is in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. Is God anybody's hope here tonight? Yeah, he's my hope. He's our hope. Hope. Is the confident expectation of something manifesting in the future. Well, God is our confident manifestation. <laughs> ah, glory be to Jesus. Mm. Hallelujah. Can somebody say praise the Lord? Oh, glory be to God. Amen. So, now as I said before, the occupants in this lake of fire... Will include, I'm saying, I'm referring to the, the lake of fire and brimstone. At the end, mm -hmm, when all is over, the occupants are going to be everybody who's in hell or Hades. So hell is going to give up everybody who's in it. The bottomless spirit is going to give up all the fallen demons that's in, that, they, that are in them right now. By the way, anybody who dies now out of Christ, they go to where? Hades. Hell. That's where the rich man is. You remember the rich man? And Lazarus. Not Lazarus, but the rich man. You know who else is in hell? Every male and female witch who gave their soul to the devil, who died out of Christ, they are now in hell. It's unfortunate. How do people do that? Why are we so naive? You, you look at it. Haven't you? Every movie. And it's, it's written on men's heart. In every movie. There is a bad guy. 
and a good guy. And the bad guy always loses at the end. It's written on our hearts. And for some reason, we just cannot. Wow. I'm looking, my wife and I, we start looking at a movie, nice movie. And I'm, and I'm thinking, wow, it's on man's heart. Anyhow. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, verse 10 states that these people will never experience any comfort. Verse 10 of Revelation 20. That's why the Bible says they'll be tormented forever and ever. You know, there is a verse in Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 that says God has to wipe the tears from our eyes. And, um, and I can understand that verse because for many of us who will enter a blissful joyous eternity well our family members might not you see and the pain and sorrow that's why the bible says in at the end of revelation chapter 21 verse 4 god has to come up with a new world a new earth and the former things are taken away god has to help us not remember that stuff yeah the former things you won't remember some things you and i won't remember because we, we will be in eternity, but we will be there. If we are remembering our family and friends, it will be a sorrowful eternity. So God has to help us out. The Bible says he's going to wipe the tears away from our eyes. And one of the ways I think he's going to do that is to ensure that we don't remember the former things. Well, there's a lot of discussion about that in... Um, in uh, in Christendom, God is not going to give everybody a hanky and wipe your eyes. In. He's not. <laughs> Praise the Lord! Can you turn over to Revelation chapter twenty-one, verse four, quickly? As we are there, just I just want to. I, I went. I, I, we, we're in chapter twenty, but bear with me, Amen. <laughs> you got verse four, Revelation twenty-one. Yeah, Revelation chapter twenty-one. What what does it read? And God shall wipe away every tear from, from our eyes. Amen. From those of us who, am, who, who enter a blissful eternity with Jesus Christ. He has to wipe away. Why? He has to wipe away our, the tears from our eyes. Can you continue reading? No. Ah, blessed be the name of the Lord. No more death. Uh -huh. Neither sorrow. No crying, nor shall there be any more pain. For there it comes for the what? For the former things are passed away. Yes, God has to do some type of uh, uh, surgery, spiritual surgery, so, so to speak, to help us. Amen. Because you cannot go to eternity thinking of lost ones praise the lord something has to be done now exactly what it is we do not know amen but i know isaiah 65 17 helps us i think can you go to isaiah chapter 65 verse 17 it gives a little information on that more information amen based on revelation 21 verse 4 isaiah 65 17 verse 17 go ahead and read for behold i do what a new heaven and the new earth and the former things what 
shall not be remembered. Say it again. Now come to mind. Lord, I give you praise. Amen. So, so the former things shall not be remembered, nor come to mind. So some things you and I will not remember. Because he's creating a new heaven and uh, can somebody say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, 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 brothers and sisters, this is my point. When one ends up in the lake of fire and brimstone, unfortunately, they won't be granted another opportunity. They won't be saved one day after spending time in the lake of fire. It's permanent. And that is what I want to bring to your attention. It's permanent. And since that is why we need to start sharing the gospel with as many people as we can right now. Because whether or not they put their faith in Christ will determine their eternal state. You and I, we have a responsibility to share our hope with a dying world. Sometimes I know we get so busy you know, taking care of our things and, and justif justifiably so. But, you know, there are people going to a Christless eternity. Just ask God to lead you to these people. People out there, just a word of prayer. Can I pray with you? You know, I've done it many times out there. Can I pray with you, sir? Can I pray with you, madam? Just a quick prayer. Amen. Ask God to intervene. And then, are you saved? Amen. If not, right there, you can lead them into the sinner's prayer. People need the Lord. They behave like they got it together until they go home by themselves in the dark. Then the devil comes to them and the next thing on the news, they commit suicide. People need the Lord. Don't you allow the way they look to distract you. At their core, they need the Lord. On Sunday, we spoke about the spirit of discernment. The gifts of the spirit. We need that in these last days. So we can discern the spirits. Well, let me not get into that. Let me move on. I have a lot of to cover tonight. Amen. Let's go to verse 11. Verse 11. Verse 11 says, John now says, after the devil was judged. Can somebody say praise the Lord? <laughs> he said and I saw a great white throne wow and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was no more place for them man what a loaded verse wow the last five verses of Revelation chapter 20 uh, verse 11 12 13 14 and 15 Describes the judgment at the conclusion of human history and the start of eternity, the everlasting state. Specifically, specifically though, it's recounting the judgment of the unsaved. The judgment, it is the most grave, depressing, and the sorrowful section in the entire Bible, in my opinion. Amen. That's it, it's over. When that time comes, it is over. When that time comes, John said, I saw. Amen. He saw. So he's going to record what he sees. What was the first thing he said he saw? A great white throne. The word great here means mega. This is John's 
we have seen men <laughs> this is an awesome throne and it's one of the biggest throne i've ever seen amen it's majesty it's significance and authority all describes its greatness he said it was white white symbolizes what is purity and holiness interestingly the root word from which the word white comes from is light so what john is saying is i see white light sorry radiating from the throne white light that's white light white i'm talking about light that is so white it's blinding because the father of lights is on the throne glory be to jesus listen to what john records in matthew chapter 17 so he listen listen john is telling us amen that someone is sitting on the throne amen L listen to what john records in matthew chapter 17 of, you know the apostle john wrote the gospel of john and the book of revelation listen listen what he's saying is consistent listen matthew chapter 17 verse 7 amen he records in matthew 17 about the transfiguration of jesus christ you remembered he said matthew chapter 17 verse 2 and when jesus trans was transfigured before three of them this is what he said about jesus's face it shine as the sun and his raiment was white as the light wow so you see consistency the throne someone is sitting on the throne and he's saying light is coming through it's white and he said hey it's reminiscent of what i saw on the mount uh, on the mount of transfiguration that is the same white bright light i saw uh-huh and look i want you to take note of a couple of things about this scene this particular th scene he saw look there, there are no intimate details given about this occasion just white holiness of jesus is present there is no singing there is no rejoicing or praise just the righteous judgment of god god just came to do business this is the end this is what the end the throne the throne is occupied the bible says and him it is occupied by a him and him that sat on it we are told there is a him who is the him Listen, who is the him? Scripture seems to indicate that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go to John chapter 5 verse 22. Let's read what John had to say. John said in chapter 5 verse 22. Amen. Sorry, I just saw the time. <laughs> and I know you're about to have to cover some. I'm speaking rather quickly, but bear with me. Amen. Woo. John chapter 5 verse 22. Let's read. Verse 22 says, For the Father judgeth no one, no man, but hath committed all judgment unto whom the son so who's seated on the throne jesus christ our lord can somebody say go, go jc go go jesus christ <laughs> he's seated on the throne what a blessing hey hey y'all can i say that that's our savior this is our big brother hallelujah oh blessed be the name of jesus he says in verse 23 john chapter 5 verse 23 here is why god gave all judgment to the son that all men should honor the son even as they honor the father he that honoreth the not the son 
honoreth not the Father which has sent him. The Bible said Jesus is God's exact replica. So if you honor the Son, you're honoring the Father. Whoa, what a blessing. Hallelujah. Mm, bless your name, Jesus. Can I give you one more? Can you jump over to verse 26, 27? John chapter 5, same chapter. Jump over to verse 26 and 27. He says, For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him what? Authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. He is the son of, I like the way God is putting it because Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. And some people don't want to, you know, some people say, well, uh, uh, um, everything is, God can do anything except be a man, 100% man and 100% God. They will not accept God become a man because in their mind, God, God cannot do that. God, yes, he can. Is either he can do everything or not. And if he can do anything, yes, he can become a man. With royal blood flowing through his veins, do. Not human blood. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Anybody like love the Lord? Hallelujah. Man, what a blessing. Hallelujah. I got to give you this one. Peter was preaching to Cornelius and his family. You remember? In Acts chapter 10 verse 42. Let's see what Peter had to say. The same Holy Ghost. Peter said in verse 42. Uh, I'll give you some time to go to Acts chapter 10. I know I'm moving rather expeditiously. I'll just slow down. We have time. We have until eternity to discuss that. Amen. <laughs> Acts chapter 10. <laughs> verse 42. It says, and he, Peter is preaching to Cornelius and his family. And, preach, and Peter said, and he commanded us to preach unto the people, this is Jesus, and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and dead. Wow. Are we getting it, brothers and sisters? The him who sits on the throne is the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's time that the world recognize him as Lord. Amen? As Lord. Some people just refuse to. Oh, he's God's son. Yes, he's God's son. And he's also the Lord. Wow. And the verse continues. Verse 11 continues. It says, from whom the him that's on the throne, from whom, sorry, from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. Man, I love this portion of scripture right here. It says, when the great white throne appeared. Uh-huh. The earth and heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And this is what he's saying. This is what he's stating. The great white throne. If there is no heaven and there is no earth. Where do you think the great white throne is situated? Where do you think it's situated? It's just in the atmosphere. It's just in space. No heaven, no earth. It's just hovering in space. And everybody, listen to me, brothers and sisters. This is, I want you to notice what's going on here. The throne is hovering in space. 
held by the power of God. And everybody who has to come to judge for judgment has to walk also on space, in space, held by the power of God. Are, are you seeing what's going on? There is no earth. There is no heaven. Nothing solid to walk on. And I'm saying that because some people think that they can open their mouth and tell God and defend themselves. Not while you're walking. <laughs> on space. Held by the power of God. Oh, you'll be, you'll be so afraid. You'll be so scared. There is no help. That's what the Bible says. That's not, am, am, am I reading the Bible or not? He's just floating in mid-air. Held in place by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. No, that's power, brothers and sisters. Wow. You, you know, I'm beginning to realize there is so much that's going to happen. We do not know. There is so much. So much that's going to happen. And God is just trying his best to give us bits and pieces. Even to help us out. But, but there are a lot of details that, that, that we do not know about. That's going to surprise us. For example, where are we going to be while they're being judged? Where are the sins going to be while they're being judged? You see? So, 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 so ju just detail. I mean, we have an idea. The Bible tells us. But it's not information you can just uh, read. It's, it's you have to dig it out. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. What a blessing. Amen. I, how many of you thank God for being a Christian? Oh, glory be to Jesus. And that's what Je Jesus said in Matthew 24, 25. He says, heaven and earth shall pass away. And that's what we see happening here. He said, but my words shall never pass away. Heaven and earth is going to end. Heaven and earth just receded. When the great throne, the great white throne appeared. Just, just, it was just, oh my God. Rolled up like an old scroll. Because the judge of the universe showed up. Getting ready for the new heaven. And the new earth in Revelation chapter 21. Now that will get somebody concerned. Those who think they can open their mouth in the presence of God and defend themselves. I guarantee you it will be quiet. Yes. Yes. You know the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 6. At the beginning of the sixth seal. In Revelation chapter 6, the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up. It, it, it tells us, amen, it tells us what's going to happen in Revelation uh, chapter 6. Here in Revelation 20 verse 11, amen, in order to make way for the new heavens and new earth, the old earth is now withdrawing, it's retreating because something better is coming. Hallelujah. Even if the earth will be renovated during the millennial reign of Jesus Christ, it's still, there is still a lot of sin in there. So God is going to get rid of it and give us something brand new. Can somebody say brand new? Hallelujah. Or fully renovated. Praise the Lord. Fully renovated. Hallelujah. Don't forget, we're getting ready for the city, the new Jerusalem to come down. That's what we're getting ready for. Amen. The new Jerusalem is coming down. When the new heaven and the new earth is established. That's what I'm saying. There are so many details that's, that, that's not. Sh that. Anyhow. Thank you, Pastor Webb. Readily available. 
to access. But it's going to happen. It's all there. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Oh, I'm getting excited. Amen. Now, I want to say this. From the way John was inspired to write the sin. When I say sin, S-C-E-N-E. The sin given to us in Revelation chapter 20 verse 11. You can sense the coldness and the harsh environment surrounding this occasion. Amen. Bible scholars refer to this occasion as the great white throne judgment. It is the final sin to ever occur in a courtroom. Hear me, I'm going to say some things. After this, there won't ever be a trial again. And God won't ever have to decide a case. All of the accused, all of the unsafe people who have ever lived will be raised from the dead and put through a trial unlike any other. Their guilt or innocence will not be up for discussion. All of the unsaved, accused, will receive an eternal body, a resurrected body, able to suffer for all eternity. Think about that. They are resurrected just to be given an eternal body to endure suffering. That is why, brothers and sisters, we need to tell people of the good news. All the running around, that's good. All the living for survival, trying to survive and make ends meet, that's good. But all that will mean nothing when eternity rolls around the corner. It'll mean nothing. You'll see here in verse 12, the Bible says in verse 12, we haven't get there, both the small and great appear before God. The small, it means the have-nots and the haves. The unpopular and the popular. The rich and the poor. Are you with me, saints? They are all going to rise, and that's what I call the great equalizing time. That's when God is going to equalize everything. One day, the, the movers and shakers of this world, there'll be nothing. Except if they moved and shake the world for Jesus. I'm telling you, there is a day coming, and we have to tell people of the good news. Amen? Let me continue here. A prosecutor will be there, but there won't be a defense attorney or an accuser. An indictment will be, issue, will be issued, but the accused will not mount a defense. The prosecuting evidence will be presented without any opportunity for rebuttal or cross-examination. There will be no jury. An absolutely indifferent judge. And no avenue for appealing the judgment he renders. The guilty will spend all of eternity in a jail from which there is no escape with no chance of release. That's what's going to happen to unbelievers. And brothers and sisters, I'm sharing with you. I'm begging you, brothers and sisters, tonight. I hope if it has not happened as yet, an urgency will be awakened in our soul to tell somebody about Jesus. Ask God to bring the opportunity to you. I, I, I tell you, um, I had a dear sin come to me and said to me, Pastor, I want to do more for the church. 
And I said, beautiful. It's always been my desire to put a sign out there since stop by for prayer. Amen. Stop by for prayer. The person was retired. And I said, can you just come here twice a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays for two hours? I'll put the sign out there. Stop by for prayer. The Lord placed that in my heart the very first time we got this building. I said, can you please do that? Just two hours. You sit in here. Start your own. That's, that's a ministry. You're faithful in that. God is going to bless it. And unfortunately, that wasn't, that wasn't, that, that wasn't the, 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 their desire. I found out their desire was to preach. I, I thought they really wanted to promote the name of Jesus. It saddens me when people doesn't, when, when we are blinded to what's really happening. What matters? What matters is not standing up here for 45 minutes once or twice a week. The action is out there. People are dying. I'm certainly, if we put, if I put that sign up, I'm God, God told me that. Guaranteed we would have people stopping by just for prayer. Just for prayer. Two hours? Just four hours a week. You cannot give that to the Lord. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.